0: Hi, this is Michelle with Moms Letting Go Without Giving Up. If you're here, it's because you're the mother of an addicted loved one and you're looking for hope and support, and I'm so glad that you're here. Today I have Steve Makofka with us. He's a certified family life educator, a family coach. He's been a pastor for more than 20 years and has worked in the recovery and mental health field. And he has written a book called Family Recovery Build the Family You Need with the People You Already Have. Welcome, Steve, and thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Oh, it is great to be here. Thanks for having me on the show.
0: And how is the weather in Dayton, Ohio?
1: Oh, don't ever ask that question. <laughs> we we get all the seasons in a single day. Um today is cold and partly cloudy and warm and partially sunny. Uh I'm looking at it out my window and just thinking, I'll stay inside.
0: Yeah, I at least I'm in it, northern Indiana. It's not raining today, but I I haven't seen the sunshine in so long that when I do, it's like I get on the couch and have like this party dance where I'm like, yes, the sun, because I just miss it so much, especially now that we're all quarantined with the COVID-19 virus, and uh, we're just, you know, if it's raining, we can't get out. It's it's just really hard. Um, but, well, today I have Steve on the show because we are going to talk about One of the chapters in his book is Chapter 13 about family guilt, and our focus is for moms, but dads can totally benefit from this too. Um, Coming from my point of view, there are so many times where I have felt guilty for doing something right or thinking that I could have done something different um when my child when my now 38-year-old son was a child and um living with well what if i had done this instead or even when he was in the throes of addiction um what should i do and what shouldn't i do and people are telling me not to enable but my goodness he's he's not getting food and it, it, he is he eating and just those guilt feelings that can just come at you um, and many times lay deep inside of the roots of who we are and maybe our childhood too. So he's going to talk a little bit about that and how, um, how we can overcome that guilt, what causes that guilt, and um, how to kind of feel like we're doing the right thing.
1: Yeah, the uh it was interesting that you um distinguished between moms and dads cuz I think um moms and dads feel both feel guilt but they feel it very differently. Um, mm. in that I uh, in in the book we talk about mom guilt as its own <laughs> its own special type of guilt. Um and it's that feeling wow. that constant nagging feeling of whatever it is I'm doing at the moment, I'm failing at it, and I should be doing something else. And, mm. and so many moms I talk to live with that constant feeling of I'm failing, I'm not doing this good enough, um, and I should be – what I'm doing now is important, but I should also be doing something else at the same time. And so there's this feeling of, you know, I'm not enough. I'm not enough. Mm. And then dads generally, and these are stereotypes, so there's exceptions. Sure. But dads generally, like, I couldn't fix it. Why mm. couldn't I fix this? Because um, we tend to want to fix things. And then when you come up against something that you can't fix, um, we feel guilty and doubt ourselves. Um so yeah parenting is um just laden mm. with with guilt um So yeah it it comes it, up in almost every conversation that i have uh with parents and families and even with adults and you know if you have older parents i should be doing more for them i should be taking better care of them um and that word should comes up a lot
0: Yes that should. Do you think that comes from society and um, kind of mandates or looks? Is it like the comparison trap where maybe for moms, you know, they see that somebody else is doing something for their parents or their kids and then they think, well, gee, I'm not doing enough. Um, look at her.
1: Is uh, mm-hmm. that sometimes
0: play a factor?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of societal pressure and the with the comparison trap, um we tend to compare our reality to somebody else's appearance.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> so we know the reality of our situation and how, you know, messy and out of control it is, and then we will be looking at somebody else who appears that their life is less messy and more under control. And especially online, we have a tendency to compare our reality to somebody else's appearance or their facade. Um, And they're working very hard to make things look better than they are. We're working very hard to make things look better than they are. And we're comparing reality to appearance. And we always come up short in that comparison. Right? Yeah. I've heard a
0: lot about that. I, I'm not, I don't think that I'm guilty of comparing myself, but I think um, it's almost inevitable in some areas, especially those wounds of our lives where maybe something's happened and we feel like, like you said, like we don't measure up in certain areas. um, Then we can second guess ourselves, but how? How do you recommend, or how how do you help parents or moms specifically to um, overcome those guilt feelings when they get in the way of enabling? Or maybe that's a loaded question. Two two part question.
1: Sure. Um, yeah, because enabling is a um, it's it's it has a quantitative. Value a, a negative thing. Um, like, oh my gosh, am I am I enabling? Am I trying to, you know, am I making the problem worse by trying to fix it? Um, when when we start talking specifically about guilt, um, the first thing we will try to do is distinguish between actual guilt and guilt feelings. Okay. Um, okay. So actual guilt is yes i i have something i have done or not done something um that should produce guilt feelings guilt feelings are not necessarily bad uh if somebody does not feel ever feel guilt for anything that's a personality disorder um sure. so we don't necessarily want to shut down um guilt feelings um, because mm-hmm. they may be trying to tell us something useful. Um, sometimes when we feel like we're not doing a good job, it's because we're not doing a good job. You know, and, and that emotion <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean there, there's there's yeah. reality, like, oh yeah. wow, that was that was bad. I should not have said that, I should not have done that. No, I can I can do better than that. Um yeah. and those feelings become very positive and motivate change. Um, on the other hand, um, sometimes we have to ask – I feel guilty, and, and I will ask, are you guilty? And then there's a little bit of assessment, like did you do – there's – guilt comes from two places, and this actually has Greek biblical roots.
0: Okay. Um,
1: there's, there's what I call transgressive guilt, which is I crossed a line. I did something that is wrong. According to my values, my conscience, my morals, I did something I think is wrong and I feel guilty about it. That's transgressive. That's crossing the line. Um, But there's also expectation guilt, which is the, the other Greek word has to do with missing the bullseye. Um, And Mm -hmm. a lot of times, if we hit the target but we miss the bullseye, we still beat ourselves up because we didn't meet our own expectations, our child's expectations, society's expectations, and that's that word should. I should have Mm -hmm. said or done something, and I didn't, and I didn't meet my mom's or mine or my child's or society's expectations, so I feel guilty, not necessarily because I've done anything wrong, but because i didn't meet the expectations. And those okay. are two very different kinds of guilt.
0: Different. Oh, thank you for distinguishing those two. That that's great. Oh, i just never even really thought about it or knew that. I i think for for some of like i've been studying aces um adverse childhood experiences mm-hmm. and yes. it's kind of prove, proven that many Many uh, children or many people who struggle with addiction um, or substance use disorders um, had four or more adverse childhood experiences. And I think, Mm -hmm. well, as a mom, you know, a mom could feel guilty because maybe she divorced the child's husband, which is a risk factor. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe there was you know, anger in the household um, that she might feel responsible for. Or maybe she struggled with a mental health disorder or a substance use disorder when her child was young. So she, she could be, a lot of my moms, I think, come from the guilt of thinking, well, I contributed to his or her substance use disorder because of the risk factors that I brought to the family. Mm -hmm. And in that case, um, I guess that would be then those ones that you talk about, expectation guilt, where, you know, moms aren't expected to, quote, be like that, right? So, um, and I don't know that for sure that moms come to the table with that expression Type of guilt, but I think some do. What would you say how would you help them overcome that guilt in that type of scenario?
1: Well, I think a lot of it has some of it finding that difference between transgressive and expectation guilt um, is is very nuanced. Like if if a a single mom is, you know, doing the going to school, bettering herself, working two jobs, plus taking care of the child and you know, making tough choices and then something happens that they weren't aware of and they go, Oh my gosh, I should have known, I should have been there, I should have um they have to deal with with their own sense of did I do something wrong, like, yeah, I, I le- I knew about it and I let that happen and that was wrong. Okay. Then that, that's, that's, that's real guilt. And, and some right. of, you know, some of us as parents, oh my gosh, is like, if I had that to do over again, I wish I right. had done this instead of that. So that's real. Um, on the other hand, parenting is a lot of, I was doing the best I could with what I knew and the circumstances I had. And yes, I wish it had been better or different, but I can't say that I did anything wrong or I could have done anything different. And then from there, you really move into um, self-forgiveness. Okay? Yes. I, I need to forgive myself and let those things go and let some of those wounds heal and then mm. from self forgiveness um moving into redemption which is i cannot change the past but i have the present and i can influence the future so there mm. does come a time for you know introspection and and looking back and going okay, this I'm responsible for, this I'm not responsible for. Um, We forgive ourselves. Sometimes we ask other people. I believe parents should ask children to forgive them when it's appropriate. Um, It becomes spiritual at some point where we make peace with God and ask for his forgiveness. Um, But then we move into redemption and say, starting with today, what can I do to redeem the situation? What can I do um, to not – the, the past always affects the present, but it doesn't have to be carried into the future.
0: Oh, I love it.
1: So how I do I start I bet today that in the book. <laughs> and start making it you – know, go ahead.
0: I said I I'm bet sorry. that quote's in the book. <laughs> Oh yeah. That quote
1: yes. in the book. yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um you mentioned that sometime, sometimes you recommend that parents ask their child for forgiveness um when it's mm-hmm. appropriate. Mm-hmm. And I I I try to um steer I guess moms from a feeling like they need to do that when their child is in active addiction, because I don't think they're at a place where it's going to be heard or received, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, so when, when is it appropriate
1: to Um, ask
0: a child for forgiveness?
1: Well, I, I distinguish between an apology and asking for forgiveness. Um, if if you look at the, the root of the word apology is actually a defense where we're defending ourselves. Well, I did this because, and I did this because, and I did this because, okay. um, and those frequently are not useful, um, in helping the relationship move forward. Um, I think the point at which I would look for the opportunity to bring Asking and giving forgiveness into the relationship, um, you know, children will do their accusing, you know, especially if they're blame shifting. Well, I'm this way because you um, did this or you didn't do that or you weren't the parent I wanted you to be or you said no or said yes or, you know, they're avoiding their own responsibility and trying to dump it on the parent. Right, um, and and I know when I've been in that situation, and actually actively listening to the child, trying to understand their perspective, and going, yeah, they got a point on that one. They're they're right, you know, and and that hurts when we hear something and we go, no, they're they're absolutely right on that one. And I think it, it is appropriate in the child to go, you know what? You're right. And a lot of times, what? No, you're right. You're absolutely right. I agree with you. And then, okay. depending on their response to that, you can say either someday I want to ask you to forgive me for that. Maybe not today. But Someday. And then uh, normally what we do is counterattack. Well, I did that because you did this, you know. And it's not my fault; it's your right. fault. We get into a fight and argument and conflict, and then we make the relationship worse. Um, but there are those opportunities when you can go. And I hope someday you can forgive me for that, but I can't undo it. Okay. And yeah, I've, I have oh, I have had those powerful. I've had those conversations. Um, and a lot of times, like when the child's agitated or escalated or in, in craving, um, they'll get a uh, yeah, whatever, uh, and and it'll get blown off. But then later, the child will admit, "Wow, I didn't expect you to agree with me. I didn't expect that." And right. l- later in the relationship. They'll go, yeah and and most children, when I was working the adolescent unit, want most children want to have that conversation, in which there is confession, in which there is forgiveness. Um, we There's a chapter in the book about repairing relationships. And we talk about confession, which is owning your stuff, and repentance, which is identifying change, Um, atonement, which is doing something to make it better. Um, Those are part of the process. And then forgiveness, which is the letting go of it, and then transformation, which is how do we make it better? Where do we go from here? And so self-forgiveness, accepting, Asking, receiving forgiveness. Um, it, when we commit ourselves to maintaining a healthy relationship apart from the addiction, because we can't control the child's addiction. Right. But we can control our half of the relationship. Right then the guilt and forgiveness and redemption come into play.
0: So going back to this um, moment, let's say, where mother and adult child or whatever Mm -hmm. are having this argument and perhaps the child is in, um, like you said, maybe um, is in the craving stage or um, just is out of sorts still using um, and starts blame shifting, you know, well, you did this and, you know, just not taking responsibility, avoiding their responsibility in it. Um, And moms do, oh my golly, they so fall for that trap Mm -hmm. um, every time. And it just sets them off. So I love how you say, just say you're right, you know, you're right. But what what oftentimes happens is the child is looking for the mom to give them something they need or want, whether it's yeah. money for, you know, so they also know exactly where to dig, where mom's vulnerabilities might be um because there's been this cycle of mom is always you know, the the son or the daughter plays that role and knows where her vulnerability is and then she falls for the trap and the cycle continues because she feels guilty, then maybe she gives the money. Or right. instead of saying, you know, you're right. So it in some cases it's not true. But do you exactly. think it's not true? Yes. True, do you recommend that the mom just says um, you're right and maybe from your point of view you saw it that way and I'm sorry that you feel that way? Like do did they come up with just an empathy statement but but don't buy into I mean anyway, what what would you well, say? Yes. Oh, no. no, when
1: when you know when when the person in addiction is in craving mode they will say or do anything to get their fix lie cheat steal right. hurt you know all of that it's not sure. it's not yeah. rational um and no. it is guilt manipulation it is guilt tripping it is pushing the buttons what can i say or do to get this person to do what i want I need... yeah. um and so for a mom to keep her boundaries up and to say, okay, so that accusation, that's, that's manipulation. That's guilt tripping. That is not fair. And then there does come a boundary and respect point. Um, the mom also has the option of saying, that's enough. No, I, you are in, you are not right. And I will not stand here and listen to this. This is not fair. And then you can put a hard stop. You can put a no in there and say, no, you cannot talk to me that way, and this conversation is over. Right. So okay. it, it's knowing that you have options of saying, right. no, that's not fair. And, yes, you're you're right about that one. And what it does is indicate that the mom is listening without judging.
0: Okay. Yes. And that's so important. boy, that's a skill that I'd love to learn. <laughs> I keep working on it. <laughs>
1: well, well, and, and they, if they can, you know, if the child can get the parent emotional, then the child can control the parent and that's what they're looking for. And in parenting, right. it is like, I know you're angry. I know you're upset. I'm I, that's, And sometimes it's not the child, it's the addiction talking. Right. And sometimes the child knows while they're saying it, they hate themselves for saying it, but they can't stop themselves from doing what they need to do. And I've heard people in recovery say, oh, my gosh, I remember saying that to my parents and and hating myself at the moment they were saying it. Right. Right
0: later because they're just so full of shame and regret and I think yeah. that's happened in, in our family where our son has come back and said mom and dad there there isn't anything that you did wrong this is nothing to do with the way you parented and you know he, is, he has said that to us um, I'm sure to you know because forgiveness from us was probably uh, important for him to heal also but, um, you know, I think when they're, like you said, when they're in active addiction, they will say or do anything to manipulate so they can get that fixed, which is, is so sad. And I this might be steering off of the guilt thing, but I had a mom say today that, well, you know what, we'll, we'll handle this. I, I just am thinking in my head, but this mom said her child keeps relapsing, even though been in recovery for a year and a half. And she said,
1: mm-hmm.
0: he, I guess he just is going to choose to keep using and have that life. And I'm like, "Ooh, I don't think anybody really chooses to um, to have this kind of life. But maybe that's exactly. a topic for another day. Yeah, we'll, we'll, no, we'll talk about no, that in
1: a <laughs> well in no, in our group, the uh the leader of the group, uh, the the lady who did the foreword for my book would jump all over that and go, Nobody nobody chooses this. Mm-hmm. It's just they're not there yet. First year relapse rate is about seventy percent. Second year relapse rate is still about fifty percent. Um so the fact that it hasn't happened yet is not on on one sense, the brain is clouded and confused enough that y- there is a very small element of choice. But addiction is, you know, uh, uh, hold your breath and and try not to breathe. You'll either yeah. pass out or you will start breathing. The the brain in addiction needs the drug. And it's and it's overwhelming. It will overwhelm will. It'll overwhelm morals. It'll overwhelm identity, and personality. Um, so my my encouragement would go. It hasn't happened yet. They're not there yet. Okay, I love and, that. And yeah. and I I will come back to something you said earlier. The the self protection, you know, for the caregiver is still job one. You have to take care of yourself so that if and when it does happen, you're there and the lines of communication are open. Um, mm-hmm. And and you were talking earlier about the, the forgiveness and the guilt. Um, there's also a lot of shame, you know, when an addict is somewhat clear and they know they have parents who... Care about them. A lot of times, the sense of shame over what they have said and done prevents them from reaching out. And, oh, and I so, see that
0: often. Yes, yes.
1: So finding ways to get, you don't you know, this is where you are, and you know, I accept you, not the behavior. There's no shame in coming back. There's no shame in asking for help. If I think you're asking incorrectly, I will tell you no. And you can get mad at me and then, you know. Yeah. But that self-control and that self-care in the health of the caregiver, um, I'll be supportive, but I won't be manipulated.
0: Right. There's a distinction for sure. Be, I'm writing some of this down too. I just <laughs> <want> to. <laughs> oh.
1: um,
0: so what what else do you see um, that might be able to help moms with? Um, but in our last interview, you really helped with four different be- four different to do things as far as letting go and listening mm-hmm. was one of those. But um, is there something that you can share that? Maybe in the book too that will help moms ground themselves. I just, I just love that one statement you just said. Is where you just say you're right. You say that to the child. Maybe mm-hmm. someday, you know, I'll be, I'll be able to ask you for your forgiveness. But, um, I'm sorry, you know, or whatever. But what, what kind of things can you maybe um, help them with? That something that, that's in the book. Um, with the guilt factor?
1: With the guilt factor. Um, I think I would start with the, um, like we said, acknowledging the difference between the actual and the guilt feelings. And when there is actual guilt, it's like I need to forgive myself. I need to let it go. Um, And then when it's, Actual guilt, looking for the opportunity of redemption. If we get through okay, this, this. Yeah. I would like to do better in the future. Um, and then the the self-forgiveness, um, a lot of times there's spouse tension as well because yes. the, the father and mother are not taking the same approach or not, looking at the same timing Um, and so making sure if there are two parents in the picture, that is like, we're not going to let the relationship with the child interfere with the relationship between the parents. Whatever happens with the child, we are going to stay committed to and love and forgive each other because a lot of times the frustration with the child gets taken out on the spouse. Or the other parent.
0: Oh, totally. Yeah.
1: And and just to say, no, we're we will get through this together. And then forgiveness and redemption, you know, comes into that. Wow, I'm I was tired, I was upset, I was angry. I shouldn't have said that. The other parent. Sure. Please forgive me. Um, Yeah. Let's spend some time together. Um, right, restore that or, united you know, front
0: yep I've said that I've said it seems like there's tension between us, and mm-hmm. I want to get that out in the open and i I've often said to mine, you know we are the foundation, and we have to have a united front, but there are many times where we disagree, <laughs> so, so yeah um it's you know, with a parenting type of thing. But, um, you know, it's like you said, you, you have to practice those listening skills with each other, too. Like, well, I don't really agree with that. But I really respect that you, one, felt that you could share that with me. And, you know, we need to be together. So how do we come to that place? You know, can we compromise? And so we've We've had many discussions like that, and through through the ten years of of us dealing with this, um, we I've become a little astute <laughs> at believing in um, his way of doing things compared to mine. I mean, I, I never ever thought I would come to that day, but um, there were men like when our last time our son was in jail, I looked at my husband. And so you got to help me be strong because I know your way is right, but I just can't, oh, I just, it's just so hard. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's, you know, removing that, um, well, I want to be right thing too.
1: So anyway, but
0: yeah.
1: The other thing that I would stuff. suggest then is also not allowing guilt to prevent us from talking and sharing and, and, I think that's what your group does in in getting people to talk to each other and somebody puts their stuff out there and somebody else goes, oh, my gosh, me too. Yes, I feel that. Yes, that's, you know, and then when you get that other perspective of saying, hey, I'm amazed at what you did and how you did it and how long you did it, and I don't think I could have done what you did. And then getting that support team to build us up, and that may, and then at least sometimes we can go to, okay, I know I'm not guilty. I know I did the best that I could, and the mind grasps that, and then the emotions are like, yeah, but I still feel bad. I said, okay, well, that's progress. Um, Right. The emotions come along in their time. Right. Um, Yeah, but but having those conversations.
0: I do that with my moms. They'll say, I feel so guilty because I did X, Y, and Z. And I'll say, wait, stop. I want you to look at what you just said. And here, pick out the positives. First of all, you can't change something if you're unaware. You are now aware of whatever that is. So I kind of mm-hmm. encourage them in, in the place where they're at. Um, and it's easier for me to do, I've noticed, that in writing versus like in person. I I'm not as I, I can't think on my on my feet in my head if the person is standing in front of me sometimes to always know what to say. But when I see it in writing I I just feel it so much deeper and I can, you know, respond to that like, wait a minute, here's what you did do well and this is progress compared you know, to what what was happening. So sometimes that's just where we have to be it's kind of like we're doing the best that we can given the circumstances that we have like you said so um but yeah um but yeah so I love the self-forgiveness I wanted to do a whole little zoom call with mom maybe next week on um looking in the mirror and saying I love me and, mm-hmm. and or coming up with a mo- man- mantra that they can incorporate into their lives that helps them feel like they are enough. And I yes. think a lot of times, you know, moms really, and, and I, again, that's a general statement. Um, I, not all moms have trouble with that, but when it comes to our addicted loved ones, I think that many of us feel like we fell short for something and that we should have seen it, we should have done this, we should have should have should have that should work. work. Mm-hmm. So but so as a parting um thought or uh anything that you you want to say about this part of a mom grieving um for her loved one and the guilt that goes with it, anything else?
1: Um the, the the last thing I was thinking of is when those guilt feelings arise and and tend to overwhelm. We tend to try to avoid them, mm. but the better thing to do is to listen to them. Because yeah. when you listen to them, sometimes they will tell you that was wrong and I need to try to make that better and sometimes we will listen to our own guilt feelings and just go that's ridiculous that's 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 not valid that's not right um and then we go sorry those are those guilt feelings um acknowledge them accept them but then don't hold on to them um
0: right Right. Just don't to just to it, let them pass go. and go,
1: and then yeah. reconnect with the values. Okay, maybe I'm guilty. Maybe I'm not at this moment. I don't know. But here's what I need to do. Here's what I care about. Here's what I love. Here's what's important. Um, Frozen two. Oh my gosh. Um, the <laughs> emphasis that they did in that movie. I, I assume everybody's seen it at this point. Um, the <laughs> emphasis that that they put on doing the next right thing. Yes. Yeah. I thought was brilliant. I,
0: I couldn't believe it because we were, I don't know, we were studying something at the time in our uh, support group about just, or no, it was our son who was in recovery and calling home. And he would say, you know, we really just focus on doing the next right thing.
1: Mm-hmm. And then I
0: took the grand, grandkids to see that movie and I was like, oh my goodness, there it is again. And There it is. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was brilliant. And so I can... And that's what I, you know, teach the grandkids, the kids. And actually, you know, this would be a great thing for moms, just like you said. Mm -hmm. um, Listen to those guilt feelings in your head. Go to your values, what's important to you. And um, if you need to readjust, what's the next right thing? And just kind of like a flow chart, you know, looking at it from that um, concrete example of, if A then B or then C and um, work work through it
1: that way. So, well, um, even the whole take this... down the dam metaphor. <laughs> you need to let all that out and let all of that go. You can't keep that damned up. Laughter, oh, crying, I mean... tears. That's like yeah, we're we're gonna take down the dam and let it out and let that river flow. It's it was such a beautiful metaphor.
0: Oh my goodness. Well, this is a side note. You know, I've been a novelist for like 10 years. And so in writing fiction, that's what we do is we study the elements. And so we would go to movies. We went to Frozen 1, actually, and we dissect the parts and we come up with all the, we try to find, you know, the inciting incident and the metaphors and all that. And you would just be a total, total shoo-in for that group. (laughs) That's a side note. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love it. It's there. That. Um and and I we just downloaded or we just um joined Disney Plus for the year for that reason because I love Disney movies because they do bring real life into them and those kind of metaphors. But I that one that one missed um missed my brain. So I need to go back and watch Frozen Two. But um thank you for sharing. Oh, that. I'm
1: sure somebody and, will give you the opportunity.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks again, Steve. I know you've, you've got to get going. And um, I appreciate your time today. Again, moms, get Steve's book, Steve McCofka. And his book is called Family Recovery. Build the family you need with the people you already have. It's available at Amazon. And um, we'll have Steve back on the show. I I want to do something next time with him on Relapsed and um and what was what were those things relapse?
1: Setbacks and relapsed oh,
0: Yes, we'll do that next time. So um thanks again, Steve, and um we'll have you back. God bless.